0: Hey, you guys, it's Julie here. Welcome back into the podcast. We are just two sisters who are wild about Jesus, love a holistic approach, and are committed to being better today than we were yesterday. I am all about helping you get in and out of the kitchen quick and prepare those healthy meals that you and your family will love. And my sister, Carrie, she is a self-investment expert, and we come together to help you take the upgrade. If you're new here, a special welcome to you. Here's what you can expect. Each week on Wednesday, we'll be sharing an inspiring interview on a new topic, concept, or just some encouragement. And some weeks, we're going to be bringing you a mini Monday episode where we share a specific thought or tip, again, to help you take the upgrade. I'm excited about this week's interview and I want you to make sure that you stick around until the end because we're doing a special giveaway. So today on the podcast with me, I have my friend Danny Phillips. Danny was born in Texas and she grew up mostly in Louisiana. She was very athletic from an early age. She was into gymnastics, cross country, track and field, rugby. She was into everything. Uh, She went to Auburn University and she majored in hotel restaurant management. She then decided to join the Air Force. And about two years into the Air Force, she realized that she needed a hobby. And so she decided to try bodybuilding. And that's where her fascination with nutrition really came in. So she started coaching friends and family based on what she was learning. And she then decided to get her personal trainer certification and fitness nutrition certification. After being in the Air Force a couple of years, she decided that that wasn't really for her. So she fulfilled her four-year commitment. And then she turned that hobby into a side hustle. And now that side hustle has become her career, which is, I just love inspiring stories like this. It's so exciting. So now she offers personal training and nutrition coaching that's focused on a macronutrient tracking approach. She also has a huge love for all things Disney. We're going to talk about that today. And you guys, she has written a book about this. She has a book on planning a healthy Disney vacation and I have a copy of it. It's amazing. She's also working on volume two right now, and she has two podcasts. She, has, she is the host of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast and also just launched her Healthy Disney Podcast, so you can check her out there. We'll put those links in the show notes, but let's get started with this interview. Okay, well, Danny, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you on. And before we get started, I wanna tell the listeners just a little bit about how we met and just the power of really social media connection. Uh, Danny and I were at an event in California a couple of months ago, and it was really actually towards the end of the event that we met, and we realized that we both had similar interests. And that we also both had a podcast. And so we were like, oh my gosh, we have to pod swap, right? (laughs) Yes, that was the term. (laughs) That was a new term for me. And you know, somebody, I think actually we were at Lori Harder's event and I think she actually said that on stage. And I thought, oh, I just love that cool little term, you know, something new. So that's what we're doing today. And I'm so excited to have her on. She, you guys are not going to believe what she does. I'm still, my mind is kind of blown <laughs> at what you have uh, turned your passion into and the things that you've created. So I'm super excited about that. So if you would, Danny, just tell people, the listeners, a little bit about yourself, just so they can kind of start to get to know you a little bit.
1: Absolutely, Julie. Thank you so much for having me on today. I've been listening to your podcast along with your sister all week, and I just feel so refreshed every time I hear your voices. I think, Oh my God, they're making my life so simple. (laughs) Thank you so much. Absolutely. And like you said, Lori Harder's event was a blast and it really, it put me out of my comfort zone a little bit because I spend a lot of time either working with clients or at home, and so I forget kind of how to have these social conversations um, because I'm just behind a computer or behind social media a lot of the time. So it was really great to get out and connect with you and so many other people. And like you said, and like we were talking about before this, I feel like I've I've turned you on to what I have as a passion a little bit, which I don't think you thought was possible. (laughs) So... (laughs) For everybody listening, my name is Danny Phillips and I am a health fitness and wellness lifestyle entrepreneur. I personal train clients and I do nutrition coaching, but I have a huge love for Walt Disney World and the Disneyland parks and about a year ago, I had a bunch of clients that were going on vacation for spring break and they were coming home after about a week or two weeks and they had gained a bunch of weight and they said, well, Danny, I fell off the bandwagon. I was at Disney World. I totally overindulged. I ate everything in sight. I didn't work out and now we have to start back from square one and I said, okay, <laughs> We don't have to start back from square one every single time, but we do need to be proactive about this approach instead of reactive. So I decided to take my love for fitness and nutrition and health and bring that into Disney. And now all of my social media is really focused on fitness, health, and wellness tips while traveling to and from and within the Disney parks. So I have written a healthy Disney planning guide, which is, it's the first of its kind. There are there's nothing else out there like it. And after writing it, I know why it's really, really difficult to wrap your mind around how much there is going on at Disney. And there's just so much that's constantly changing, but there's a, there's a whole world to explore when it comes to making sure that you can travel and enjoy your vacation and get that Disney magic without totally falling off of your lifestyle, health, fitness, and wellness plan. That's the, that's the gist of what I'm doing right now.
0: (laughs) I cannot even tell you how much I love that. So I have to tell the listeners because this was so funny when Danny told me what she did. Well, I don't think you, we were just kind of having a conversation about Disney. It wasn't that you, I don't think you had even told me that you had the guide out and all of that in the podcast. And so I distinctly remember saying, you know, I really don't like Disney. And you You did say that. Oh my my gosh we are so not going to be fr- I was thinking afterwards, you know, once I recognized that you had this awesome God and all this, I thought she probably thinks we're never going to be friends. You don't even like Disney. Like <laughs> It was just so funny to me to look back and think about that. But those people who know me, I have posted this actually the last time that I went to Disney, I posted on my social media. I don't like this place. This was before I went now. Okay. Oh my gosh. <laughs> so I posted it on there, but then Actually, the post was about the fact that I went for my kids. I went as a chaperone. They're in middle school now. And so I went this last time as a chaperone and I posted that that was, that was um, the whole reason behind going was for them, you know, but as I was there, I posted, Hey, this actually is a lot better than I thought it was going to be. It was actually kind of fun. But had I've had your guide, it would have been 10 times better because I was constantly trying to kind of navigate the different food areas and how to, you know, go about eating things that are healthy because that is important to me. That's important to so many of our listeners. That's probably one of the reasons that they listen to the podcast is, you know, to get tips on how to be a little bit healthier. And I cannot tell you, I'm in the minority, let me just say, All of my friends love Disney, all of them. So (laughs) they are going to be in love with this guide. I actually have it in front of me right now. And I'm excited. You guys listen all the way to the end because we have a very special giveaway. You are not going to want to miss this, but this guide is just seriously amazing. So I just really applaud you for finding a need and kind of really a hole in the marketplace for where you can bring together two things that you love and really serve other people. And I think that that is just, I just love that so much. And I love to see people living out, you know, their passion in a way that really serves and helps others. So I think it's awesome. I love it. Thank you. Thank you. So tell us a little bit about um, what you do in terms of, you know, your fitness. We'll, We'll get more into the Disney aspect in just a minute, but what you do more with your clients, and kind of um, give us some tips around just your best tips around fitness in general, and how people can get on a little bit of a healthier path if that's what they're looking to do. Which I would say most all of us are probably, you know, looking to to upgrade a little bit.
1: Oh, absolutely. Uh, the biggest thing. When it comes to working with my clients that I found, and this is, I don't want to say it's new for me. Fitness has been in my life for a long time. Nutrition, maybe the past three, four years has been a bigger focus for me. But when I first started coaching clients, that was because I made a shift in my life to join the bodybuilding world. And so instead of just working out as a hobby, I didn't feel like I had time for a new hobby. So I said, why don't I just hire a coach? and do what I'm doing, but to another level. I wanted to make it a little bit better and just kind of take the upgrade there and get that extra coaching. So for me, that first step was, I need a change. I don't really have time to make a huge change, so let let me take the upgrade here. And it was hiring a coach. It was, let me bring somebody else into my life that's already doing this better than me, that's already had success where I want to see that success. So it's surrounding yourself with somebody else who has the knowledge that you want to have, whether that's putting yourself in a workout class that's around other people who are already seeing success, whether it's hiring a personal trainer, whether it's um, hiring a registered dietitian or a nutritionist or somebody else to bring that knowledge into you. So that would be, I think step one is, Start putting yourself in situations where you're around other people that have that knowledge that are going to help let you rise to that next level. The second thing I would say is really sit down, whether it's with that person or by yourself, and write down your goals. When you take pen to paper and you actually take the things that are going through your mind and write them down, it makes them so much more realistic and you have to look at it as a long term. Everybody that I've worked with in the past about two years, if it's just somebody who wants a quick fix, it's lasted a couple weeks, maybe a month, and then they phased out and I haven't heard from them again For the people that I've really taken the time to impress upon, hey, this has to be a long-term lifestyle commitment. This is not something you can do as a quick fix. You can't diet quickly. You cannot just show up at the gym for a personal training session once a week for a month and expect to see great results. That's when people start to think, okay, I have to change my mindset and recognize that these 50 pounds or these 60 pounds or whatever it is, they didn't come on overnight. They're not going to come off in a week, or two weeks, or a month, or even 12 weeks. And my perspective shift and borders around how I coach clients has led them to better success. When I first started, it was, oh my gosh, I just left the military. I don't have an income. I'll take anybody who wants to come into the gym and train with me. And I recognize that wasn't a good outcome for either them or me. So now I, we really sit down and we talk for probably about an hour, sometimes two, depending on how chatty we're feeling that day or how much caffeine we've had. And we make sure that we dive into what's going on behind the scenes. What's the real reason for somebody who wants to make this change? Is it for them? Is it for somebody else? Is it for their kids? What are they trying to accomplish? And let's set the realistic expectations out there that this could take a very long time. And once they do reach that goal, they can't stop. They have to keep going. It has to be something that they enjoy doing for the rest of their lives. Not to say that you can't change and shift, but it has to be something food-wise and fitness-wise that is carried on for the long term. So those are the the biggest things that I think anybody looking to get into the next step on their health, fitness, and wellness journey have to understand is they need to find something that they enjoy doing and then recognize that it's going to take a long time. A long time, forever, basically.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, I mean, I agree with you so much. It is, it's a marathon, it's not a sprint, it's a lifetime choice, like you said, it's uh, a commitment. And I find, I think that you will probably agree with this. You can tell me if I'm right or wrong, but do you find with your clients that? once they can develop, if you can kind of reverse engineer, you've got the big goal. Like I want to lose the 50 pounds, but like you said, it didn't come on overnight. So what can we do on the daily to get you to that big goal? So almost like reverse engineer, okay, what is it going to take? What are the daily habits and choices that I need to make, you know, that will move me and shift me closer to that long-term goal? And then what I find is when people can do that and they can master one thing. Maybe it's like drinking another glass of water a day, like one more eight ounce glass of water. And once they master that, they start to gain confidence and that leads into other areas of their. so then they say, okay, well, gosh, you know, I proved to myself that I can do this. So what else could I possibly do? And I just love to see people transform in that way because It's like it opens up your mind and you get you get to kind of see people empowered, really. Right. Oh, absolutely. I do. And that's that's a struggle for me
1: because I I like to do like if I'm going to start a new program, I want to do 18 new things at once but that does not work for most people. And even for myself, it doesn't always work, but I get so excited. And really everybody gets really excited to start something new. They just want to make all the change at one time, but that's not long-term sustainable either. So it I have had to take steps back and recognize that even when I think some people are moving really slowly, sometimes that's not slowly enough. Um, For example, this is like a recent thing in the past week. My dad has started taking um, Pruvit ketones, and so they're exogenous ketones, and this is not promoting it by any means. I'm just, this is what he's doing. We started him off taking a packet a day, and we recognize because he doesn't drink enough water... That we had to kind of backtrack, stop taking so much of those, and focus on you know what we just need to start taking one glass of water first thing in the morning instead of starting with coffee because for the past forty years he has gotten up at four a.m. to get to his job and had two or three espressos first thing in the morning. So for him, simply starting off with like four to eight ounces of water first thing in the morning has been a really huge hurdle to tackle, and and that's okay, and it's recognizing what small steps do we really have to focus on? And so it can be the smallest of things like adding in four to eight ounces
0: of water that makes the biggest difference. Yes. Oh, I just love that you shared that because here's what I find people, like you said, I'm the same way, Danny. I want to take it all on like at once, like, Oh, you know, I have this big goal. Okay. I'm going to start this new thing and this new thing and this new thing. And like you said, for most of us, that's not sustainable, people get really defeated and they think, I just can't do this. But it's mm-hmm. because they've set, they've just looked at the really big goal and they've tried to institute all of these new things that are are hard and, you know, that take a lot of work. So really kind of breaking it down to what are the little things that I can do, master this one, move on to the next because it's really in those small daily choices that we see the real progress and lasting change, you know, that, that we desire, I think. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So tell us, I want to, I want to jump now to, to two things. You have two, podcast. I cannot even believe you have two podcasts. I'm like, holy cow. <laughs> but so, so I want to know, we're going to talk about healthy Disney, um, in just a little bit, but you have a podcast called the fitness empowerment podcast. So yes. tell us a little bit about what kind of topics you have, um, on that podcast. Do you interview people? Tell us a little bit about that podcast. Sure.
1: I do have two podcasts and the healthy Disney one ha- is just been up and running for about a week and a half now. So that one's brand new, but fitness empowerment, I've really, okay, backtrack college. I'm a hospitality major. So hotel restaurant management, business minor. I love hospitality. I love serving people. I love making people happy. And one of my first jobs in college was at the Auburn university hotel and conference center. And one of the things we did every day When we went in, I was a banquet server and it didn't matter what position you were. We would all kind of start with a lineup and they would go through kind of the values of the day, who was coming in and out of the hotel. And they would talk about, I just remember the general manager talked about empowerment all the time. And he wanted us as employees to feel empowered to make decisions On our own without going to get a general manager if a problem arose or if a customer um, a guest had a question they wanted us to be able to take control of the situation and have a certain amount of leeway to decide what the right decision was to help that guest out and that really stuck with me throughout my college career and my military career and now in my fitness career I want to teach people where their resources are and how to figure out the answers to their struggles. I don't want people to rely on me as a coach forever because you can only, what's that saying? Oh, the one about fish is you, you can, you can either teach people like you can give somebody a fish or you could teach them how to fish and they'll have that fish forever. Right. I can't be around forever and I'm not the only resource out there, but I do have kind of a superpower of, Being optimistic and finding new resources very frequently. So if somebody's got a struggle, I'm like, Oh, we can go to find different podcasts. We can go to YouTube. We can go read books. We can do, you know, I'll list out 20 different things and we'll find different ways to bring those resources to people. So that's what I wanted to bring in the podcast. I wanted to empower people to find the different resources that we're going to bring them to success. And that way it would kind of be a hub and I try to do a a good combination of solo episodes and interview episodes like every other one kind of depending on the month and you'll obviously be an interview episode on that podcast Yes, but it's fun. I try to talk about fitness, food, and travel over there. So it could be an episode on how do we add more fiber into our nutritional day and what are some different tips for travel and making sure we find healthy foods along the way or how do we maybe minimize sugar or what somebody else's approach to health that I don't have. For example, my mother-in-law is on a ketogenic lifestyle approach because she has multiple sclerosis and with that autoimmune disease, she has found that That has been the nutritional approach that she's, well, been told to do, but also helped her the most along her journey. I don't have that perspective. While I know a lot about it, I want to bring other people's perspectives and stories because somebody else listening to my podcast might relate to that person better than me. And so I may be able to bring them in contact with a better resource than me, therefore kind of creating a trickle-down effect. So,
0: Oh, I just love that so much. You know, a couple of things that you said. Let me just back all the way up to – the hospitality piece. I can, when you started describing like (laughs) what your first job, like, okay, first of all, I can totally see that you, that in you, I can totally see, you know, how hospitable you, you would be in in a position like that. And that reminds me of Disney. Like everybody at Disney (laughs) has such hospitality. So I, I know why you love it there now, or one of the reasons that you love it too. Mm -hmm. So that, that is, that's awesome. And then I love what else you said about empowering people to be resourceful because that is key. You you are creating long-term lifestyle change and sustainability when you empower people to seek their own not only resources but this kind of also ties into their kind of seeking what their body needs because Every single person is different. Everybody's body chemistry is different. So while I can say, you know, keto or Whole30 worked for me, somebody else might do it and find that it didn't work as well for them or, you know, it wasn't as maybe sustainable or they didn't get the results that they wanted. So I'm always probably like you, Danny, encouraging people don't be afraid to try new things, like just try it out. You've got to find what works best for you and for your body. I can give you, you know, all of the suggestions and the resources, but you've got to be willing, you know, to put in some effort and try and see what works best for you. So I love that. I love that you have created this podcast and this community to connect people with, you know, those resources that can really help them make those lifestyle changes. So I just, I love that so much. Thank you. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so exciting. So now let's, let's talk a little bit about Healthy Disney. So I'm curious, first of all, can you just, since the listeners can't see <laughs> the <Healthy laughs> Disney guide that I am holding right now, can you just give a little bit of information on what they will find in here? Like what Absolutely. All- yes. And It's, it's jam packed. And I recognized
1: really quickly that you cannot put everything that there is to know about Disney in one book. I had started off the process of writing this book thinking I'm going to cover all of Disney, all of it (laughs) in one book. And then I was like, Oh, you know what? Maybe we need to do this by, you know, we'll do one for Disney world and one for Disneyland. And then I thought, no, we need to do one for each park. And then I recognize. you know what? We need to do a planning phase. <laughs> so <laughs> the volume one is all about the planning phase. And there's truly so much. If you're going to plan a Disney trip, you probably need at least six months. Uh, unless you have been multiple times and you're very familiar with Disney World or Disneyland, you re- there's so much that goes into it. You have to, there are certain stages of your planning, not not designed by me, but by Disney, where you have 180 days to make certain reservations or at 90 days or at 60 days or at 30 days is when kind of these time slots open up for you to get your fast pass or to get your dining reservations or your hotel reservations. And there's just so much to it. You need to find a way that breaks down Disney to make it easy for you to navigate. So in my guide, I like to talk about not... Not everything that goes on with Disney, but how can we make sure that we plan for our trip to make sure that it has health and fitness somewhere in there? You know, this is not how to diet at Disney, but this is how do we make sure we stay up to up to scale with our health, fitness, and wellness. So I talk about some different types of nutritional approaches that I will include in future guides because the planning phase, I don't talk about specific diets or specific food from specific restaurants. But again, it's setting you up for success before you get there because that's a lot of what it is. It's before you get there. Um, I talk about who the guide is for. A lot of people are not ready for this. A lot of people are like, Disney is here and I'm just going to eat everything in sight. I don't care. I've been dieting for a year. Like, I don't care if there's healthy food. I don't want it. I'm eating all the Mickey pretzels. I'm eating all the Mickey bars. Like, They're not ready. And that's okay because they might hear about this and then a year or two down the road, they're going to say, you know what? I know I've, I've done this before. I've been to Disney. I've come home. I've not felt great about my, you know, actions while I was there. Maybe I should do this differently. So this might not be for somebody yet, but it is for the people who Maybe they weren't huge Disney fans as kids, but they're taking their kids. They're going with the cheerleading squad. They're going for a conference and they're afraid to even go into the parks because they think it's just fair food. And it used to be, but it is not anymore, which is really exciting. And that's actually fairly new for me too. Going as a kid, we did not focus on the food. We were all about the rides and we were rope dropped to fireworks, jam-packed days. Like we were just getting the quick service food as we went. But... As I started my nutritional career and then recognized that I wanted to go and spend time with my family at Disney, but I was dieting for a bodybuilding show at the same time, I was like, there has to be a way to do this. I'm going to show everybody there's a way to do this. And so that's that's part of where this came into effect too. I, I proved to myself that I could do it, which will prove to anybody else if they're determined enough, there is a way to do it. But we talk a lot about mindset. There's a couple chapters on mindset and making sure that you recognize what your fitness and health goals are. And if they are important enough to you, then you can plan ahead while you're at Disney to make sure that you're meeting those goals. But if you don't talk about your goals to the people that you're going with and you don't set yourself up for, I'm gonna bring workout clothes with me so that I can go to a gym while I'm at Disney, or I'm gonna make sure that we do some different activities like riding a bike while we're there. If you don't plan for those, then you're surely not gonna do it while you're already there. But if you bring seven sets of workout clothes with you and you see them every day, then maybe you'll work out two or three times as opposed to none. So that's a big key there is setting yourself up for success. And um, we talk about some different planning phases. So the 180 days out, the 60 days out, the 30 days out, and then the week of your trip. What are kind of those different um, actionable steps that you have to take during those time periods to make sure that when you get there, you're stress-free. You, you handle the stress before you go. That way your whole vacation is stress-free. Mm-hmm. And then something, well, the last chapter is kind of some additional tips, tricks, and hacks. There are Disney nutritional guidelines and Disney check meals and some allergy information. It's so crazy. I feel like I already need to update this book because the one piece of information that I didn't put in here, that's going to be in the first updated version of it is how to how to set yourself up for success once you arrive home, because there there is that section of time where you'll get like the post Disney blues and really any post vacation vacation blues. So what do you need to do before you leave so that when you get home, you get right back on track, no matter what happened with your vacation. So does that mean setting up your dates and times with your personal trainer? Does that mean, Making sure you have your scheduled workout classes in? Does that mean going for walks and having, you know, telling somebody back home, like, hey, I'm getting back on this day. We've got to go walking, um, you know, the day after I get back to make sure that I'm back on my plan? For me, a lot of times it means ordering from a meal prep service in town to make sure that it arrives the day I get home so that I don't have to stress about getting home and unpacking and, you know, de stressing from travel and making food. The food's already there for me. So, all these little components that just overall make
0: the trip easier before you go. Oh, so good. Yeah, you I know, just threw a lot at you. <laughs> no, it was, it was awesome. The, the key takeaway there for me is planning leads to success because you know the saying, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. And so I think I love that this is really about setting yourself up for success so that when you get there, You don't have to stress. You don't have to go, oh my gosh, I want to eat something healthy. I don't want to feel terrible. But now I don't even know where to get that at. And I'll tell you, that is basically, I wish I would have had this before I went because that's what I did most of the time was try to figure out, okay, you know, all these kids want to go here you know, to eat something. So where can I go to get something, you know, that's that's healthy, that's not going to make me feel terrible. Um, and so I did spend a lot of time doing that because that is important to me. But had I've done that up front, it would be, you know, even less stress and, and more enjoyable. So the other thing is this book is packed with so much goodness. You talk about gold in there. You talk about fitness, not just food. It's kind of the whole, um, mindset and the whole concept of how we really get ourselves set up for success. So I, I just, I love it. It's awesome. Thank Um, you. So I want to transition just a little bit and ask you a few questions. As you know, my podcast is called Take the Upgrade. And so to me, that really just means that I am making a positive change or a shift in some area every single day to either meet a big goal that I have or to really just live a more vibrant life. So I would love to know what does that phrase take the upgrade mean to you? Such a great question. I was thinking about this
1: all morning and the word that kept coming to mind for me was, where is that resistance in my life? And why is that resistance there? Because for me, I really strongly follow my gut. And when my gut is saying, you got to do this, you got to go this direction. That's, that's the right way I need to go. So where I'm feeling something that is, it's difficult. That means that I got to go for it. And where, when I go for it, I feel that huge sense of relief that, I've overcome something and that I have taken that next step. And sometimes that's something really scary, like deciding to join the military, deciding to separate from the military, um, deciding to make a big move somewhere in your life, or it's something as simple as learning how to cut back on my caffeine every day. And taking the upgrade is something so simple as instead of having 300 milligrams of caffeine, you know what, I'm going to go down to 250 today. And let me be consistent with that for a week. And I've taken that upgrade. And it's sometimes those shifts are really small. So I think finding that resistance and then leaning into it has been huge.
0: Oh, yeah. That's so good. It reminds me of sometimes you hear people say, follow the fear, because really everything that you want is on the other side of fear often. Mm-hmm. And so that, that goes back to that resistance. And the other thing that you said that I think is so important for listeners to hear is, You use the word decide. You get to decide. You know what choices you want to make, right? And it's all about making that decision to, hey, I'm going to step out into this resistance or this fear, or you know, I'm going to decide to take this small upgrade. We all have that choice to decide, and that's that's where it starts. Just in the little small decisions every single day. So, I love that. Now. My next question is, what would you say is the most pivotal upgrade that you've ever taken?
1: This is such a difficult question.
0: (laughs) Again, something I
1: thought about all morning and I've had a lot of pivotal moments, but I feel like the biggest ones that have made the most of a shift in my life have been what I've just mentioned, um, making a decision to join the Air Force in college. I was planning on being a hospitality major and uh, maybe going off and managing a hotel somewhere in the Bahamas. And I don't know where my life would have taken me, but I, I felt that gut feeling, that really strong urge that I I needed to do this. And everybody around me who was going into the Air Force at the time just had this really great sense of pride and purpose and i had kind of felt like i was floundering a little bit i was missing that purpose and my gut was like that's where the purpose is that's where you need to go and and i did that and it was an amazing experience maybe not the most positive towards the end but it served its purpose and i did my four years active duty and then the next biggest shift was making that decision to separate which was really scary that meant losing my income that meant starting up a new business with nothing (laughs) that meant moving back to my home state. That also meant, um, well, it it brought me into my current marriage and, um, so many amazing things happened from that. And that's not a decision that you can take lightly. And it just changed so many things for me. So those were the two biggest shifts as far as where it's
0: brought my life. Mm. Mm-hmm. I love it. So tell us something that you wish everyone knew that could change their life. What What have you learned, you know, in this journey, just in life, what's something that you wish if if people knew this, how could it really change their lives? Such a great question. Again, you you've been making me think today, which is
1: amazing. <laughs> so my word of the year has been ask. And I think if people knew that after they ask the question and they get an answer the the fear leading up to that question wasn't so scary mm. and it's it is so hard to ask questions sometimes and then after you ask those questions after you do those scary things you think back and you're like i could do that again it wasn't so bad like <laughs> what was i thinking but it's that it's a confronting that fear so i think if people knew that the other side's not quite so scary it would be easier to ask those questions. It would be easier to take those steps that we build up to be so overwhelming. And And I have to tell myself that on a daily basis. That's why my word of the year is ask, because I knew that I had a really hard time asking for help and asking for assistance in places where I can come off and kind of be a little sarcastic and cocky and be like, oh, I can handle that. Oh, I can handle that. But I wasn't asking questions. I wasn't asking for help. So it's... People, we want to help, right? Like by nature, we want to help people. So we love it when people ask us for help, but we're afraid of asking for help. So I would encourage people to ask for the help, ask the questions, and they'll be surprised
0: when they get answers. Oh, yes, I agree 100%. And especially as women, we often, we take on so much. There is a lot expected of us, you know, as wives, moms, just kind of more caretakers that we don't often ask for the help. So I love that your word is ask. I just, I love that so much. I I have a word every year uh, as well. And um, I love that. So this, this kind of reminds me also of something that I am always telling my kids, because you mentioned like once you kind of, do this enough and you step out into the fear of, okay, I'm going to ask for this help or I'm going to ask this question or whatever that looks like, you again, build confidence and you go, okay, well, last time that wasn't so scary. So you're, you're quicker to ask for help. You're quicker to ask the question. And then honestly, it just becomes a part of what you do and who you are because you're building the confidence, you're building the habit. So a lot of times my kids, Will want me to ask a teacher or someone you know that they want to ask a question. They'll want me to do it, you know. And and for years now, my kids are twelve, and for years now, I've said no. You have to be the one to ask. But they're so scared, and and so we just talk a lot about you know. I'll say, okay, so let's just pretend that so and so says no. Then what's going to happen? You know, kind of like play out the scenario. So good, you know, and then you know, it's basically like nothing's going to happen. Hey, you got your answer and it's no big deal if the answer is no. So I want, you know, I've always wanted them to have the confidence to ask whatever question they needed and wanted to ask. Because the thing is, if you don't ask, you don't know, and you don't get further along towards your goals. If you're not asking the questions that you, that, you know, deep down that you need to ask. So I I think that that's really important for people to hear and know that all of us struggle with that. It's scary to ask for help. It's scary to ask certain questions, but it does get easier. Absolutely, yes. So in knowing the things that we do, daily make the biggest difference like we've been discussing what are some of your daily non-negotiables and daily upgrades that you take that you're like I never skip this I know that this gets me uh you know towards my goal what are those non-negotiables for you sure great
1: question i start my day off every day without fail with water and that has to be a non-negotiable for me because Or dehydrated after sleeping all night. I know I'm on the go all day, and as much as I keep bottles of water or gallons of water in my vehicle, I just I forget sometimes. So if I don't start my day off with water and I just go straight to my coffee or protein shake, my whole day is thrown. So just simply starting off with the water is is the first thing I have to do every day. Absolute non-negotiable. Going to the end of my day, I have found in the past, well, since beginning of January. I have really had to focus on my nightly routine. I try to be in bed between 9 and 10, which means I have to start getting ready for bed around 8 p.m., which means I have to stop work between 6 and 7, whether I'm with clients or at home. So, and this has taken a long time to put into effect. I would have to write it on my calendar. I would have to leave myself alarms on my phone that said, stop work now. This is non-negotiable. You have to get ready for bed. And so I'd have to start that. And I don't watch TV at night. We have a TV room. The TV is not in our bedroom. So I I don't go in there if my husband's on a different shift than me and he's watching TV. I go in another room and I read a book and I found that reading cheesy romance novels <laughs> at night are the best thing to kind of wind my brain down and not get me so excited and focused on more business things because even if I'm re- reading a business book, I'm too engaged to get to sleep well. And so with that being said, When it comes to my caffeine intake, I've had to drastically decrease that as well. If I have any caffeine after about maybe noon or one, I have a really difficult time sleeping. So part of my other nighttime regimen is I take ashwagandha, um, kind of like as a natural remedy to calm myself down. I really enjoy um, four-sigmatic reishi mushroom hot cacao elixirs. That's something else that helps calm me down, but I have to do a lot like and this is, has to be non-negotiable because when I forget to do these non-negotiables, I don't sleep well, which means I don't wake up on time, which means I don't get in my morning workouts or I just don't start my day off right. So it's kind of like these simple things that are really hard to do every day. And and those have to be non-negotiable, or I remember why they're non-negotiable.
0: <laughs> when you suffer the consequences, you remember why they were non-negotiables in the first Exactly. <laughs> yep, exactly. But you know what uh, is a key takeaway for people from what you just said is you have learned what your body needs over time. You've recognized, hey, this is what really sets my day up for success. These are the things and the non-negotiables that I need to put into place. Because some people listening don't even know what that means. They don't even know what non-negotiables are. They don't know, you know how to even set themselves up for success. So I would say, first, listen to your body. How are you feeling? Are you getting enough rest? Are you drinking enough water? All of those things that we know are important. And if not, set yourself up for success. Set reminders on your phone. Like you said, I love that. I have to do that all the time. I have to set timers for work. Mine is like you, mainly work. It's like, okay, in an hour, you need to get up from this desk, and you need to go and move your body, like do some jumping jacks, go get some mm-hmm. more water, whatever <laughs> that looks like. It's it's crazy that we have to set reminders for those things, but that's how you set yourself up for success. So um, I love that you shared that. Now, as we as we wrap up, I want to ask um, one more question you are really big into healthy travel on the go, whether it's to Disney or somewhere else, you know, I think that you um, probably have lots of great tips that you could share, but I would, I would love for you to just share, like, what are some of your favorite healthy snacks that people can take on the go so that they don't find themselves in a drive through? Yes, that's a great question. And Okay. Uh,
1: So, Betty, I am all about uh, freeze-dried fruit or fruit, regular fruit, doesn't even have to be freeze-dried. I wish I had a Trader Joe's closer to me. There's one about three hours south of me, but... Every time I drive to my parents' house, I will make sure that I stop at Trader Joe's and go in and pick up some of their fresh fruit and freeze dried fruit because it's high in fiber, but it gives me something to munch on. I'm totally a road trip snacker, so I need to have things in the car that are healthy to snack on instead of grabbing the peanut M&Ms or um, Twizzlers or so- I don't- something like that. Mm-hmm. So I love having something that's easy to snack on that I know is going to keep me full. Because once I'm full from like raspberries or a pear or blueberries, at least I've gotten a bunch of nutrient dense options and I haven't just loaded up on sugar. So that's a big one for me. Um, I make sure that, okay, I do, I work really hard to, if I'm bringing something that I don't want to snack on, it needs to go in the back of my vehicle where I can't reach it while I'm driving. Ooh, so that's good, yes. Yeah. <laughs> I might get mad at myself while I'm driving because I can't reach it, but it's really better off in the long haul for that. Um, I'm really big. If I do need to stop somewhere, I find a Starbucks because generally I can get my almond milk latte there, or um, they do have some pretty healthy like snacking sandwiches and things there. So I like that as an option. I, yeah, the fruits and the vegetables are a good thing to have around what else are some good ones? There's a company that makes these gummies called Smart Sweets, and they are high fiber gummies, and they taste fantastic. A whole pack of them will give you 28 grams of fiber. I mean, it's a little ridiculous. Wow. Only three grams of sugar in the whole pack. It's, it's crazy. So if you, are a, if you like gummies, like those Haribo gummies, the Smart Sweets are a really great
0: switching option for you oh nice that that's great to know because you know what first of all kids especially too, like gummies. I love sweets <laughs> I have a sweet tooth so mm-hmm. I'm always looking for you know good suggestions like that so we'll uh, we'll definitely link to those in the show notes and I would love we're, we're going to link to all of your um social media, how people can follow you. Uh, We'll put a link to your Healthy Disney Guide. But also, uh, just tell us briefly about the second guide that you have coming out. So it'll be volume two, is that right? Yes, that is correct. Okay, so we'll each see. volume, sure. Yeah. Each volume is
1: focused on a different aspect of Disney. So volume two is focused on the boardwalk, which is essentially the area right outside of Epcot and Hollywood Studios that has a couple different hotels and a bunch of different restaurants and activities. So this is going to be really interesting for those of you who are interested in like being in the Disney atmosphere, but maybe you haven't budgeted to go into the parks or you're not super ready to go into the overwhelm of Galaxy's Edge this summer when it opens and all the Star Wars land information. So this is going to cover, there's about 15 or 16 different restaurants. I'm going to cover all of those restaurants and all the different activities that you can do around there. There's a couple different gyms that are open to the public within the Disney Boardwalk area. So if you don't want to travel somewhere in Orlando to get a workout in before you hit up the Disney parks. I'm going to share about the workout facilities there. There's some mini golf in the area that is Disney themed. So I'm going to share, oh, they have Surrey bikes. So I'm going to try a Surrey bike, which I've never ridden before. So I'm excited about that. But basically we're going to go through all the different restaurants I'm, restaurants. I'm going to review the menus and then explain what healthier options you can get there, how to order the healthier options. A lot of what it comes down to at Disney is asking questions again. So what questions can you ask? What modifications are the chefs able to make? What's on the allergy-friendly menus? What's on – they're kind of coming out with some plant-based dining guides at Disney. So what are your plant-based options? And kind of giving an item that would be best suited for some of the major nutritional approach categories, so vegetarian or vegan options, some keto-friendly options, um, so some regular, maybe higher protein, but lower fat, lower carb options, things like that to give everybody a little idea of what they can ask for and what they can order when they're there. And then of course you have to add in some of the fun. Um, I want to share a couple of things that are, you know, maybe are they high calorie, but are they worth the calories? So what's totally worth indulging in and what's not because Disney's expensive. So you don't want to go pay maybe 12 or $15 for a fancy drink if it's totally not worth it. And same goes for the dessert. Uh, If I'm going to eat a dessert, it's going to be a good one. So if I'm going to spend a lot of money on it, it better be worth
0: that price. Oh, I could totally see you having volume after volume after volume (laughs) of this because Disney is so big and it's so it is it's hard to navigate. So I I that is like brilliant. I went down to um, the Boardwalk area when we were there last time for dinner and you know, it took me a little bit to kind of look through, okay, what's going to be my best restaurant option here, you know, to go to. So having something like that and knowing what to order off of the menu that is a little bit healthier, that's amazing. And I love that you mentioned the gyms also. And I don't know, I know all gyms are a little bit different, but when I travel, that's one of my favorite things to do is actually to go to different workout classes and, you know, different gyms. Me too. <laughs> yeah, just like a new experience. It's so fun. But, you know, a lot of them will actually offer you like first time free or even first week free. So sometimes you can even go to these places and get a totally free workout. Mm-hmm. In. Um, so that I, I just I love the whole concept. Of your books. It's just so exciting. So we're going to link to uh, everything in the show notes. And I just want to thank you again for for being on the podcast today. I know that this is going to help so many people. So this was so much fun, Danny. Thank you so much for being on. Absolutely.
1: I had a blast. If you couldn't tell, I was grinning from ear to ear most of this conversation. So thank you. It's been an honor to be on your podcast. So thank you.
0: Thank you guys so much for joining today. I know you are going to love Danny's Healthy Guide to Disney. And here's how you can enter to win a free copy of that. We'll be giving away three free copies of her Healthy Guide to Disney. You'll need to follow us both on Instagram. I am at Julie underscore Ann underscore Davey. And Danny is at Healthy Disney. We'll put the links to those in the show notes as well. You'll need to not only follow us, but tag a friend and like the post related to this specific podcast. I'll have all the details there. So you'll be able to find that on my Instagram, like that post, and also follow each of us and tag a friend and you will be entered to win. We'll be announcing the winners later this week. So you'll have a couple of days to go ahead and do that and we'll announce the winner. So, so excited for you guys to get this guide in your hands. It is amazing. Thank you for spending time with us today. For free resources and materials, head over to aNaturalShift.com naturalshift.com and make sure to follow us on social media. You'll find those links in the show notes. It would mean so much to us if you would leave a review and tell us what you'd like to hear more of. Share this episode with someone that you know would love it. This is how we can get our message out to more people. And until next time, don't forget to take the upgrade in some small way today.